So we are now in the third week of Lent. And so that means three more Sundays after this, and we will be entering into Holy Week, if you can believe it. It kind of helps that we missed the first week, so it makes this feel really short for us, at least for me. Um, and this year for Lent, though, I'm, gonna, I'm preaching a series I'm calling Queering the Christian Faith. Uh, to put it simply, we are exploring how the queer experience can offer us a lens into a deeper understanding of faith and the Christian life. I'm uh, basing it on a book called uh, Queer Virtue, and the basic theory of it is this. One discerns an identity, one risks telling oneself and others about that identity, one engages with others, touches others to explore that identity. One confronts and is confronted by scandal. One lives out one's identity with and through community, looking to the margins to see who is not yet included. And I would suggest this is also the Christian journey, as much as this is the queer journey. And together, we find a more complete understanding of God's good creation. So last week, uh, we discussed identity, and this week, we are continuing the journey with risk. Now, all of us, no matter what ways we might identify, we should all have some awareness of the idea of risk when it comes to identity. Think back for a moment to when you first arrived here at AU and you were introducing yourself to maybe an entirely brand new group of people. Uh, maybe there was no one here that knew you prior. There's a risk as we open up and let people in. There's a risk as we say, this is who I am, this is where I'm from, this was my GPA. It is risky because it's opening ourselves up to others, and that means we're making ourselves a little vulnerable. We're opening ourselves up to critique and to criticism. We risk judgment and embarrassment. It's why most of us, to varying degrees, walk around with walls to guard ourselves. Now, some of us are more ready to let those walls down, uh, more quickly than others. And then sometimes, kind of like spidey sense, you know, Spider-Man's spidey sense, sometimes that spidey sense goes off and those walls get reinforced and we refuse to let anyone in. And it's all because this idea of identity and opening up who our identity is can be risky. I also think, and I think this is a fairly safe assumption, that the idea of coming out being a risk is a pretty clear one. For queer people, the process of coming out never comes without risk. I once heard a story of someone who decided to come out to his parents, assuming that it would go all right because his mom was a hairdresser and some of the folks she worked with were gay and she was friends with them except that it didn't go that smoothly at first. While she was okay with her friends being gay, it was another story for her son to be gay. You never know how folks will react, and 
This is in 2019 with marriage equality and leaps and bounds for LGBTQ inclusion and civil rights. And yet there's still this risk that comes with coming out. But you know, it's more than just risking personal relationships, which is sometimes what it feels like. In many places, it's still illegal to be a queer person, to be in a relationship, or even to use the bathroom that the law says you're not supposed to. In some places, even if the law doesn't mandate it, just identifying as a queer person can result in being killed. That on that any individual who might belong to other minority groups and the risk for them increases exponentially. For example, a queer trans female of color will struggle just about everywhere under the oppression of all of the isms. And what all this means is that to simply walk down the street dressing for yourself and holding the or holding the hand of the one you love or maybe just are romantically attached to for the time being, you can put yourself at risk. There's a real risk to having and revealing a queer identity. So it might make one wonder, why would anyone ever consider taking this risk? Why would you come out? Why not hide sexuality and gender identity? Why not keep your private life your private life? I mean, that'd be easy enough, right? Well, except for me, I can answer this really easily. For one, even the best kept secrets are always at risk of coming out. One slip up, one wrong word or move, and the secret could come out for everyone to know. So that's one little piece of it. But it, maybe even the bigger piece is that it's also because hiding in the closet is terrible. It requires you to keep a duplicitous life. It means always having to keep up your guard. It means you might not quite feel like you belong in any community. Even when you're around those you can be honest with. Feeling like you've got one foot in both and neither all at the same time. And this is an exhaustive way to live. You get tired of hiding, and so coming out becomes a way of freeing yourself from the burden of the closet. And it's a huge risk, even a deadly risk. But you do it because you have faith that life will be better when you do. So that is where I see this connecting with the Christian life and the Christian journey and our understanding of faith is that it takes a level of faith to risk coming out. And it similarly takes a level of risk and faith to live on faith in Jesus. John Wesley offered this as a definition of faith. It is a divine evidence and conviction of things not seen. Particularly, it is a divine evidence and conviction of God and the things of God. And Wesley was here trying to explain that the faith, that faith is not about knowing or certainty. It's about believing and trusting and changing your life accordingly. And it's about taking risks. 
In our scripture this evening, we have Paul writing a letter to the Romans and talking about the faith of Abraham and Sarah. Now, the faith, the, they had this faith that they were called to pick up everything their whole lives and follow God literally to a brand new place that God was leading them to. And it wasn't even just about going to this new, new place, but also trusting that God would give them a child, and from that child would come a people that would number greater than the grains of sand. And this is really a laughable thing, something that even Abraham and Sarah both laugh at, because at their age, the idea of having a child is, well, ludicrous. It'd be kind of like going up to a grandparent and saying, Hey, guess what? You're going to have a child. How many of them would be like, Oh yeah, you're of course right about that. Or would they also laugh? Questioning this idea that who am I to have a child at this age? That's where Sarah and Abraham were, and despite their laughing, they still take this leap of faith, and they follow God, and they go where God is leading them. Now, Paul here is not using faith to say that God, has, uh, God is looking for a certain type of moral goodness. Sometimes we confuse faith with being morally good, and as if they're the same thing. Uh, and I promise if you read... Genesis, you're going to see some things about Abraham that are going to go, hmm, he is not exactly the beacon of moral goodness always. But what Paul is really trying to say here is that faith is not, uh, and is all, what, ugh, what Paul is also trying to say here is that faith is not only just a type of moral goodness, but it's also not a substitute for righteousness. Um, instead, faith is a sign of the promise. Faith points to the promise, and we see the promise more clearly when it's lived out in our lives and in the lives of others. In faith, we continue to step out, as Sarah and Abraham did, and in that, we shine a light on the covenant that God had made with them, this covenant to give them a child, and from that child to be a great nation. And what Paul really wants to remind us here is not that we are members of Abraham's covenants, but that the same God who made that covenant invited and invited them to step out and to risk everything in this crazy promise. That same God has made a new covenant with us, who are the followers of Jesus. And that promise is the promise that's fulfilled on the cross that we will remember here in just a few weeks. It's the promise of the resurrection that came three days later. And we shine a light on that promise every time we step out and we believe in the promise. When we remember that we are indeed a promised people in a covenant that says we are a forgiven people, saved by God's grace, and loved unconditionally. And it takes faith to take the risk to step out into the uncertainty of what all that means. To head out from the comfortable and the easy and to go out and share this message of the new covenant. 
And to challenge the ways of the world that run counter to the lives, uh, that run counter to the ways of God, and to live a life that truly follows after God. It's not an easy thing to do to follow God and to challenge the world. But risk is not just about shining a light on what happens either. So faith is, is about taking a risk, and in that we shine a light on things, but it's not just about that. What faith is about, what taking the risk is about, is also hoping for a better tomorrow. That's what Sarah and Abraham's faith was also about. And if we look back again to the queer community, part of coming out is not just about taking a risk to be yourself today, but hoping that the more folks who come out, the better tomorrow will be. Because for every person that comes out, it's one more stone that paves the path that others can follow. And likewise, in the Christian life, when we step out in faith, when we take the risk that God is calling us, when we live out the love of God in our lives, and we demonstrate that love in the world, we pave a path as well that others can follow. It reminds me of uh, the Stonewall Riot in New York City, or if you don't... Hopefully you know about that one. And then another one you might not know as much about, the black cat protests that happened in L.A. before the Stonewall riots. These were moments where drag queens and other bar patrons, tired of being beaten and arrested and harassed, simply for congregating and living their lives in the semi-open, took to the streets and announced loudly that the course of the past could not continue any longer. And no longer were they just going to stand by and allow it to go unanswered. They took this huge risk, stepping out into the streets, risking arrest and even possible death. But they did it because they were fed up. And in faith, they were stepping out believing that the world could be different. And indeed, there was a better way. Their almost unthinkable actions at the time, risking everything. What they did, stepping out of the bar on those nights, stepping directly into the public eye, into the police, into people who wanted to harm them. What they did was they launched the modern struggle for LGBTQIA rights. They started public discourse in a trajectory that even 15 years ago we couldn't have imagined. Because they stepped out, because they took this risk, because they were willing to challenge the system and challenge the world around them, they started a whole movement. They inspired others, and they created a path for so many to walk behind them. We as Christians believe there is a better way that the world can be. We believe that the world can and will be better. We believe that Jesus risked it all, all the way to the cross, risked it all to share the good news and to offer us an invitation to the new covenant and to introduce us to this better way. And Jesus didn't just do those things, but also invited us to do the same.
Jesus has invited us to boldly step out in faith and to risk it all. That the world might be that much better for those who come behind us. That even if just one more might know that they are a wonderful and loved creation of God, then it's worth it. Jesus has invited us to live and have a faith that believes in a better way. To risk it all to live that better way today. And maybe we then can also be inspired by our queer siblings to do the same. Amen.